You are now listening to a Rabble Press podcast. Whether it's the wallet or a penis. Clock out, come home, and drink away. To passion burn the weekly plays. Douchey calls and sweaty balls, this is Scotch Sporting. Oh no, it's the wrong one. Hold on, let me fix it. There we go. Oh, there we go. Cool. Shall we start by saying, please get better, Katie? Yes, please. Uh, at the very least, we hope you have a uh, Simpson-style summer with Bart by the pool when he broke his leg. Yes, and it was by their pool. I, I hope at least that level of hilarity. But I hope you get better. Right, Mill Pool on her Mill Pool. Mill Pool. Um. I have I have two Simpsons onesies for Rowan. One is uh, uh, I'm a stupid baby, and the other I got him a Billy and the Clonosaurus. <laughs> and I was trying to I was looking for Millpool, but I was like, hey, this is too much. Okay, I have a, a very controversial question for you, gentlemen. All right. Uh, it's I also, too bad I I finished the rocket pop before we started, so just did a two dicks gesture. I... Uh. Which go to YouTube. Um, so Chris is eating a rocket pop, which reminded me I lived with my in-laws for about a month last year. And my mother-in-law is very health conscious, triathlon runner and all that intimidating stuff for a daughter-in-law. Yes. Uh, but one of her vices is rocket pops. And it sparked a very lively debate of the three, which is your favorite color. If you could save one for last. Red. You're red. 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 Red's the best color. Yeah. Red's the best color of anything. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's your What's your answer? It was a, It was a debate between the blue and white. You guys are all uh, red wasn't even in the crazy. question. You guys are all crazy. Red is the best color. That's oh, why I'm wow. actually sad that it's first. I would not. I do a whole rocket pop of the white flavor. I mean, the there. Listen, listen. They're all fucking good from top to bottom. They're it's all good. Deli- and let's be fair. If you had a, if you had a pop of just red or of just white or just blue, it probably wouldn't be as good. That's you right. need them. Yeah. You need the blend. It's like, it's Simon and Garfunkel on their own. Their voices are, they're fine. Right. But together. That's where the magic wow. happens. It's something special. And that's, that's it with a rocket pop. Yes. Uh, I was I was going to text you, Chris, but I just I thought of it literally like five minutes ago. OK, uh, the title uh, that you've named this episode is Phil Loves Money. I was like, fuck, it should have been live and let die. Oh, yes. Oh, God, and God I meant to text you, it. but I'm oh. it too. It's so good. It's now. I mean, no, no, no it's, it's too late. It's it's on the title. It's on the YouTube. It's on the thumbnails already done uh, i will i will call because what basically what i did last week and i'm gonna do it again this week is i cut out the main topic and i posted that as a separate youtube video and you post that and that will be called live and let die okay okay i promise you. you that means i'll have to redo the thumbnail but i'm okay with it i don't think you even which need version to, though I... which version the wings or the Guns and Roses? No, the OG. I, I'm I'm serious. This is a rocket pop thing all over again. The original version. I, yeah, it's I, the wings version. I'm, okay, I'm not disagreeing. I just wasn't sure. Some people like Guns and Roses. 
I'm what sure is... there are listeners right now who's like, wait, they covered a Wings song? It's a Wings what's song? Wings? <laughs> uh, that is... What's the best cover of all time? Uh, Hurt by Johnny Cash, and it's not even fucking close. Because it's better than the original. Yeah. And and Wouldn't and I like the Nine Inch Nails Hurt, but the Johnny Cash one has so much. There's so much more meaning to those lyrics coming out of Johnny Cash's mouth than coming out of Trent Reznor's mouth. Similar to that, I think Mad World's pretty up there. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That re. It was David was driving home from somewhere, and it was at like nine o'clock at night on a Saturday when the radio stations usually pump pump up the jams and mad world came on and we were like yeah yeah this is tight trying to think I of also another like the uh the cover version of venus by banana Ramba, better than the original i didn't i didn't know it was a cover, I have a co- I have co- a cover. whoa i'm your venus yeah they're, they do this it's a banger yeah, uh, there is a, a UK very short-lived boy band called A One. A One, like they did sauce? a yeah, like this, like the steak sauce. <laughs> really, they did uh, a a cover of Take on Me. Oh, and and I'm not saying it's better because I'm someone who that is genuinely in my top five songs of all time. Right, uh, equally as good. Hmm. They there, made it very synth pop. There's another cover of Take On Me that is very good. Did they oh, slow yeah. it down? Because that's bullshit nope. when that happened. Real Big no, Fish. The one, Real or... Big Fish cover. Oh, oh, Don't Weezers. fuck off. Wait a minute. No. No. Wait a minute. Are you, are you dissing ska music? Yes, I am. <laughs> well, oh, that's... Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We're, no, 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 no. we're done oh, for the night, guys. Fighting words. <laughs> Great podcast, everyone. Like, listen, no, you got to remember, I was like 21 when Scott was, was like huge. In the 90s. One of my go-to karaoke songs is just a girl. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I like the ska pop. Everyone loves Sublime. I'm not a big fan of the ska. Like, the raw ska, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, I like, I definitely, I was more like the ska punk. Type. Yeah, Dave has a real big fish on his phone, and I don't enjoy it. What about Less Than Jake? He's got any Less Than Jake on there? No. Oh, fuck. He has another one. Frig. Anyways. Uh, Mighty Mighty I Boss think... Tones? Yeah. No, that's... But thanks for the segue don't. to the non-sports topics. I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not going to. Because <laughs> the impression that I get, don't even start. That's a great song. Yes, That's okay. a great song. Okay. But... We can still be friends. What do the lyrics mean? It doesn't matter. It was the nineties. Like uh, we, do you guys remember like the six month period when Swing was back? Yes, yes, I do. (laughs) And Dave and I were listening to a song, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this is Brian Seltzer Orchestra, whatever it is." And then I, I had to Shazam or whatever Shazam is now. And it was the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. The Cherry Poppin' Daddies. What? And I said to Alana, and to Dave, I'm like, oh, it's the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. And then I paused and I was like, what the fuck was wrong with us in yep. the 90s? Yep. We just, we, we were just. That's ca- gross. Yeah, just That's a gross name. Casually, <laughs> like, I don't know. That, like, there's there's some pedo feel to that. There's some, like, all, all of it's cherry, bad. All of it's bad. Cherry Poppin' Daddies. 
The lead singer, by the way, of that band, Ezra Miller. He's dead. Oh, I'm kidding. What? I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I liked um, Blues Traveler. What category did they fit in? Are they were they kind of sky? They were like. I don't think so. They're good. Eh, run arounds. Okay. Run arounds. A go-to karaoke song of mine because okay. I know I can do all the lyrics. That's that's the that is the key ingredient for karaoke. You need to know all the lyrics. Well, if we you ever have to know the melody of the song. You ever gone least. up sure. there? You ever gone Friends. up there and or not gone up there, but gone and seen somebody and it's like you don't know the words. Why would you choose that song? Friends. Might I take this opportunity? Now that we can all hang out in person, everything's open, masks are a thing of the past. Let me introduce you to a game that I made up many years ago called Karaoke Roulette. Oh boy. You it, it only <laughs> works it I'm only in. works with private room karaoke. Of course. Yes. You can't you can't you can't do this with a put your name in or whatever. You take you get into your room and you take about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And everyone puts in a number oh, to a song. No. Okay. And the rule is you have to go with people that you trust because the rule is you can't be a dick. Right. Like you can't do a real big fish B side. You have to do a song that like there's a you, chance that you, people know. You've heard before. Right. And then you can either have another hat with people's names or you can do an order. Right. You walk up to the hat and you pull out oh, a number. Man. And that's the fucking song you sing. <laughs> you have two uh like veto you have a veto yeah and you have a get a friend to sing a song with me okay that sounds super fun and there is the asterisk of like if the room agrees that no one knows this song right so if i went in there and put a a, like a deep cut tool song you guys would just kick me out we wouldn't kick you out we would just all agree like if mark pulled that song we'd all agree like no no one knows mark have you ever been to karaoke with chris trache not with Chris Trache. Okay, we need we need to we need to get it all. We need to all go. Chris yes. Tra- Chris Trache legitimately with zero alcohol is the best karaoke person I've ever met in my life because he Challenge. gets he gets Challenge. in. He's in. It's oh, you know what? Sort of with it's not karaoke because we've done rock band together. Right. Yes, he does yeah. get very into rock band, but. Karaoke, even better. I have videos on my phone. It's spectacular. I I am a hundred percent into it. Yeah, and I've got a good voice. Oh shit! I have a horrible voice. It's with karaoke. It's the passion. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, You do not do Bohemian Rhapsody, or I will personally boot you out of the room. No one's allowed to do that song because no one can. No one can do that song. I don't like. Please. What? I can do that song. Uh, I don't like a group. I I went to theater school, Chris. Oh I, my I know goodness! Thing. All right, all right, all right. I don't like group songs. You know where the the whole room right just yells along to a song, and I think Bohemian Rhapsody and for and Journey. Uh, don't stop believing. That's it. Get get like everyone screams along to it. Well, you can't help it. They're fucking bangers. That's I'm what it's great. about. Great. It's just for me. That's not a karaoke. That's not a karaoke. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, friend of the podcast, Ray and I often our our party trick karaoke is Barbie Girl. Oh, okay. 
or uh, we like doing a fun misdirect because he his voice he sounds like the guy from Aqua. Right. We do part of your world. Okay. And so he's the prince singing like trash. Amazing. <laughs> we're good. We're a good one-two punch. Oh, so we're gonna do a Scotch sporting uh, karaoke night. I can feel it. I have I have favorite karaoke bars in Toronto. Oh dear God. Bar plus being the best. Okay. Bar with a plus sign. Uh, it is everyone. Yeah, I think so. It's. Did we go with Rothman? No, this was years ago. This is when is during Valentine's, and the rule was we could only sing love songs that night. That oh. was EXO karaoke. Uh, very close by, and they only single people were allowed. Yes. Oh. Single people, and you could only do love songs. That's yeah. hilarious. Um, Bar Plus is on Young Street, just south of college, right across, like, in the neighborhood. Uh, but they have an app. They, so they have every song you could ever imagine. Right. Decent bar, varying sizes of rooms, but their claim to fame is they have an app, so you can load your songs without typing into a book and that's punching incredible. a Oh, that's great. What that's a incredible. Time, right? So karaoke roulette works fantastically at Bar Plus. Of course. And it's right across the street from a Bon Me Boys, so you can get your Bon Me. It is literally above a McDonald's, so when you're drunk off your ass, rolling out of karaoke. You you it, have you have completely sold me on this place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. All right. So I we will dust off the guest bedroom. Yes. That that will be a requirement. Because <laughs> you won't be driving home after this. No. I guess Chris will be the big spoon and I'll be the little spoon. The couch, uh, the couch in the room where I am, well, you guys have been up to the top floor. The couch here is very comfortable. There you go. I would highly recommend it. Sorry, I'm just in my other tab getting our document open. Yes, because we should talk about sports. We've been longer not talking about sports. It's true. This is only 14 minutes, so I just I just didn't have it ready, and I sense uh, some of the run run scotch boarding leadoff. Yes, uh, we might linger on. We might go a little long. So I don't know if we want to clock it or. Oh god. Oh no. Just a, just the just, mouse. Just the mouse. The. Started bedtime for the baby at 6.45. Mm-hmm. He was not confirmed asleep until about 8.15. Oh, the best. It was, it was, it's, that bedtime routine takes about half an hour, so it's, I am above his room now, so dropping the mouse, I was like, oh. Yeah. God. Uh... And then he just wanted to play, and then I put him down, and I thought he was gonna settle, but then he got up and screamed for more food mm -hmm. so i came up and gave him more food but i'm scared because he still barfs sometimes uh and then he i thought he was out and then all of a sudden glowing eyes staring at the camera <laughs> he plays with his toys in the crib now of course that's awesome because if his toys aren't in the crib he tries to yeet himself out of the crib oh oh to that's get to the best is is once they learn how to climb out of the crib like life is over <laughs> So you just you is that when you give up like the day he climbs out is the day you give up the crib right well, you turn it yeah because like bed. I mean it, he's figured it out it, yeah. once they figure it out they they know how to do it so um, he's so close what's that he's so close yeah but oh. I mean well and then and then the baby gate that's and then the baby gate out the door so that way he can't get out of his room that's the that's the trick there but. 
But again, that that's they've already learned how to climb out of the crib. You just hope that the baby gate's tall enough they can't get the leg up yet. But once they can get that leg up, it's over. He and then, uh and then you have is no a, freedom. He's just a big fan of doors. Okay. In general. And he just anything with a hinge or anything, he can kind of eat. He's it's he's all in. That's all it so takes. So the way we right? have his crib and how I keep him out and entertained when I need to get ready, I put him in his crib and I open his bedroom door. Right, so he can move so it. resting against his crib. And so he just <laughs> stands up and just wails the door for like legitimately half an hour. If I need to get ready, if I need to change, if I'm doing anything, I put him in the crib, put the door within his reach. And he's just like, fuck yes. This is the greatest. We put him on the ground on our main floor and he beelines for the dog's crate not to bother the dog or to do anything just to, just to open the door <laughs> amazing open the crate up and down board's like this is my safe space <laughs> i hate this oh uh, tell board it'll get better they they're starting to get along a bit more yeah Bort will play with him a little bit. Like yeah. Rowan really likes grabbing his toys. And then now he's crawling over to Bort and like holding his toy. Yeah. And sometimes they'll, Bort loves tug of war and sometimes they'll do it. Mm -hmm. But Bort also loves the chase me, chase me game. Like okay. he'll punch you in the face and go, oh, oh chase me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he, I think that's what he's trying to do with Rowan is Rowan will come over to him and he'll kind of hop up and be like, oh. <laughs> Anyways. He's like, Baby. you're a human. You should be able to chase me. I think I think he stayed asleep, so we can we can sports it. All right. <laughs> we will begin with our scotch boarding leadoff, of which I believe there are many things I will probably want to touch on. Yeah. Uh, for longer than than our minute, but we we are going to start with. My God, thank you, Chris, so much for sending me <laughs> this story. This is just. <laughs> Really made my day. Yeah. Um, and this is what my side cis male question is for you guys. So Aaron Rodgers might have a new girlfriend. We being the internet is pretty sure he does because she's issued like some denials without issuing any denials about who she's dating. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers very recently broke up with Shalele. Shailene. 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 Woodley? Thank you. Woodley. No, I know I'm confident the last name is Woodley. Okay. Zero confidence in her first name. Uh, like, we're going to get married. I want to have kids. Like, I can see myself having kids with her to, like, maybe a month later. He's with someone named Blue. B-L-U. Blue. Her Instagram is Blue of the Earth. This is one of the denials she came out with, which is... Uh, my name isn't Blue of the Earth. It's just Blue. It's right. like, okay. Um, well, the, the tweet I sent you guys had a picture of them both in it, right? So yeah, yeah. So they just know each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, you and... can hang out with people and not be dating them. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and they, uh, the internet also said she's a witch, and she issued a denial on that, saying I'm not a witch, but she, uh, she's the co-founder. I just got to read the uh, description on this of something called Fluorescence Earth. Uh, which is a modern mystery school for women to reclaim the magical, radically authentic, wise, wild, unapologetic you. Okay. Did you sign up yet? 
Uh, no, okay. no, I didn't. So, so I have my my question for you guys. If we want to start start the minute, all right, which we will obviously blow over. Oh, so this this blue woman, please look her up. Her Instagram is blue of earth, B L U of earth. Uh, she's the host of the Deja Blue podcast. Oh, I see what she did there. One million downloads, but she's very like hippie, crunchy granola. One million downloads for a hippie podcast? Cumulative, I I would say. Hippies out there. That's she's uh, very she's very pretty, like she, in a plain, yeah, very like, classic, in a plain way, like yeah, very yeah. classically. You know, she's English rose. I believe she is British by descent. So lots of pictures of her with like body paint and braids and stuff like that. So first of all, this this is what I love about sports. I will follow this type of shit to the ends of the earth because this is what makes me laugh. Aaron, like, can you imagine Tom Brady dating someone like this? No. Like this is this is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. This is one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. Yep. And and all everyone's going to remember him for is not on the field stuff. <laughs> so. Mark, you are not a white person. Hmm. Chris, you have some indigenous blood within you. Correct. Do you have the card? You have the card. I, I do have the card. I could show it if if I need to. Yes, prove it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, in your wallet. In my wallet, you which is not. It's not in my back pocket now because this chair is uncomfortable with the wallet. So. so I did a deep dive on this woman's Instagram. If you don't want to, it's pretty much exactly what you'd expect with someone named Blue of Earth, uh, with a podcast named Deja Blue. Uh, my gem that I found was her lamenting about being a white presenting woman, mm-hmm. which I will pause and immediately call bullshit on. Uh, you are a white woman. You, you're presenting white because you are white. <laughs> yep. I, I, you know, I have a friend who is, whose dad is black and you wouldn't know it. I would argue he's white presenting. I am white presenting because I'm a white person. So lamenting in her podcast about how hard it is to be a white presenting woman, but really connect with like feathers and body paint and, and, and tribal stuff. And and she was really angry about this being cultural appropriation because, like, you know, Celtic people wore their hair in braids, too. Yeah. How do you guys feel about this type? Because there's good... I think at, at the core of it, she's a good person, and these type of people are always good people. Mm-hmm. But you're just taking it to an extreme and into a world that probably doesn't belong to you. How do you guys feel about this, like, this type of cultural appropriation? I mean, I've never been, I've never been one that, that is, that is seen the, like, I understand the argument about cultural appropriation, but like, 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 you know, cause it, it extends to like restaurants and stuff. All right. Like, listen, if a white dude Ooh. knows how to make tacos, let him make fucking tacos. If they're good tacos, let's eat them. But that's different than me wearing a poncho. But I, again, I also I I've never understood the mm. don't wear a poncho because you're not, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I I've never understood it because I don't think she's out here trying to make uh, make money specifically from that. I think she just yeah. sees it and and likes what whatever. 
and and again i don't i'm i'm one of the people again i've never understood the whole thing so interesting mark i'm on probably in the same band as chris where i'm not totally against it if they're like wearing the clothes because they like it then they wear it. not because they want to be like that person right yeah they like it they like it they wear it but they do it out of because i want to be like that person and start almost imitating right yeah. if there's a negative if there's a negative thing behind it sure then it's yeah. you know if, if you're doing it to make fun of or to um you know to to bring those people down yeah that's yeah. bad but if you're just like hey i like like dreadlocks dreadlocks is a thing where where you know oh yeah white people shouldn't have dreadlocks and i mean like I, I mean, in the nineties, well, on white people. Like, oh, I mean, I mean, if you want, if you want to do it, do I, it. But you guys have bad. no idea how badly I wanted dreadlocks when I was young. You have no idea, and you have no it idea just, like, how close I came. But I couldn't do it because I couldn't not wash my hair. <laughs> that, yeah, that was always the thing. It's like I can't stop washing my hair. Well, and that's so. Like, it's just not for obviously it's not my place to as a as a white person to to make any of these decisions and rules and shit but like it is like you know what if there was a thing of Katy Perry wore um kind of the you know that traditional chinese dress i don't know uh, where it wraps around a bit on the side i apologize i don't know the name it's usually it's red and worn at weddings a lot if you can imagine the style and that like had kind of chopsticks in her hair and it's like, yeah, that probably isn't the greatest, but I don't know why that, that stuff bother. Like, is that type of thing would bother you guys? I no, but if she started talking in like in a mockingly way of, you know, right. And, and again, so, so, and then here's the thing. If you're talking like, this is a traditional, like this is meant as a, as a, um, like a traditional wedding gown or, or whatever it was that, that this was, and you're using it not in that way. And you're just kind of like, I'm just going to go out on the town like this. Yeah. Probably not cool. But like, like mm -hmm. ceremonial was the word I was trying to find there. Like a ceremonial thing where, where it's like means, means something to this culture. You know, oh, Gwen Stefani when she had her Harajuku girls. Do you guys remember that? Like, that's a very good example. I do not remember that. But okay, again, where where you're taking something, something very sacred, and 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 shitting on that, that's that's a problem. But like again, but her argument was always, "I'm not shitting on it. Like I, this is, I'm celebrating it." Uh, and I I've outed myself many times in this podcast. Huge fan of 90 Day Fiance. Right. There is a woman on it right now who is Serbian. Okay. And wears she basically presents herself as a light-skinned black person like she tans to the point where she's always dark her hair is is uh you know pulled back and kind of a big afro in the back not an afro but kind of like that yep. big big hair uh she'll wear braids a lot and reddit is all fucking over her right. saying she's black fishing um, but I, I mean, the sidebar is, I think she's trying to be a Kardashian and the Kardashians are uh, right. I don't think black fishing. I think it's cultural appropriation. Right. 
And that's just such an interest. It's been a very, very crazy Reddit debate. And she's been on there like, look, I just like how I look in braids. Yeah. like, And that's... But then she also jumped on and being, you know, as all of us, I, most countries will have indigenous roots and cultures. And she's like, hey, native Serbians wore their hair in braids. Right. And so I'm, I'm just being Serbian. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it's interesting. And Aaron Rodgers does this to us. Yes. We were discussing this thanks to Aaron. But I just, fuck, I, I love that he's dating a woman who I just want to read. Yep. Her school again. Oh, hold on. The podcast, her podcast description is great too. Uh, a clean reservoir of consciousness from which souls thirsty for purity, relief, and love can drink. Oh, God. <laughs> God. <sighs> Oh man! And she has, uh, you know, you can you can see the little thumbnails of things. And one topic is the universe is benevolent. Another is you cannot fake internal riches. Make peace with your past. Psychedelics and the mental health crisis. Oh, I watched that one. Yeah, that's that's a doctor telling you to take MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. how do you, you got to get in touch with your uh, fucking fifth dimensional self? Yeah, well, she was saying it, it is like, why aren't we trusting things that are made in labs? Right. Which if we can pause and remember the fact Aaron Rodgers isn't vaccinated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, pardon me, my second monitor just died as it does sometimes. Uh, so I, her, uh, I just want to read her school description one more time. A modern mystery school for women to reclaim the magic, radically authentic, wild, and unapologetic you. If I didn't know better, I thought she, she'd be selling some sort of multi-level marketing thing. Yeah. Big into doTERRA or, or one of those essential oils. Oh, I have clicked on the, oh, the page is broken. Oh no, what page? For I her clicked school? Fluorescence.earth. Oh no. It links to their foundational courses, which uh, links to a broken page. Let me just see if fluorescence.earth leads me anywhere. And we or couldn't find... Uh, the Sisterhood is a place to connect with like-minded sisters all over the world. Uh, foundational course, a seven week online course with Blue and Reggie River Bear, who I believe is a white person. Reggie All about creating River the Bear. foundation. Hold on. That's the one she was talking to, I think, about the, the embracing your roots. River and it was Bear. basically like, why can't I steal everything from Native American culture? Okay. Uh, did I spell River Bear right? I did. Okay. Uh, do we have any images of Reggie River Bear? Uh, she's on the page. You can, okay. if you go back to fluorescence.earth and scroll down to meet your guides. Gotcha. Oh, there we go. There's Reggie. Okay. Uh, is it bad that I assumed Reggie was going to be a dude? I mean, I don't know why. I'm looking at this website. She hoping... might be indigenous. What's that? She might be indigenous, but I don't think so. Meet Reggie. Should be Indian, part Indian. Oh, there you go. Well, let's read. Let's read Blue's bio because okay. she's on here too. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's meet Blue. Blue is a heart-led woman, 
Okay. With the love of creating, she inspires others to act others to activate their full potential and live their purpose through plant medicine. Oh, there you go. Gene Keys public speaking in the Deja Blue podcast. Blue creates a space for the expansion of others, whatever the hell that means. What are, what are Gene Keys? Don't ask. Blue has been a student of plants uh, for just over a decade. (laughs) I can't. Forever in awe and honor of their wisdom, she's devoted to sharing her insight and teachings of the intelligence of plant world uh, through all of her creative outlets. (laughs) Uh, Blue is also a student and facilitator of the Earth Temple Center of Prayer and Schematic Arts and a protected medicine carrier under the Native American church she's also a devoted student of uh the shibu tribe honoring indigenous ancestral teaching in modern day times mm. uh, after finding out that she had a hereditary and incurable hearing disorder blue left everything behind and traveled the world to discover life uh beyond the veil beyond everything we've been taught since we were born oh shut up after unlearning and learning come home into our authentic truth she launched a podcast called deja blue which is a reservoir for consciousness for which souls thirsty for purity, relief, and love can drink. <sighs> she is a reminder in a world over, uh, of cheeriness, play, love, and creativity are some of the greatest medicines that exist. You, I, you missed the best line in the two years since the podcast has been birthed. Birthed. Uh, yeah, birthed. Listen, I mean, I... I there's shit in this world we don't understand, right? There's there's shit sure. in this world. For sure. So I don't know, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to I shit on people for having having spiritual journeys and shit like that and learning stuff and you know, and if it works for you, it works for you. It's the same, it's the same shit I say about Christianity. There's people who need need that to get through the day. Right? You they need to believe the the man in the sky to get through the day. The last thing I'm ever going to do is try to take that from someone. Whether I believe it or not, it's just not... If that's what you need, that's what you need. Oh, I sorry. I thought you were continuing. Nope, my that's counter, all. My counterpoint, and I, I'm not... I agree with you. Like, if whatever you need to do to explain the world in a way that makes sense to you, as long as you are not hurting anyone... Just fucking go for it. Yeah, like care. as long as you're not, you know, having having abortions and then trying to make I abortions was illegal. Say, <laughs> it is it is the potential for uh, hypocrisy that always bugs me. And right. I I look at someone like this this blue woman, mm-hmm. and I'm on her website now, and her name is a logo. Yeah, like she she obviously oh, no. has a website. Yeah, this is there, a branding. She has monetized yes. this, and this is branded. Yeah. So there's there's money here. She oh, yeah. obviously there is a financial tie to, and it's just like, just stop bullshitting me and say this is a way that you make money. Right. That's right. what I hate. Like she's clearly would you would she still be doing this podcast? You know, like her one million downloads. Right. If if she wasn't getting. Like, like I bet you, if we listen to one of her podcasts, there's there's like at least two ads about some either supplement or mm-hmm. something to to buy to and and she's got a she's got an offer code and 
all of this stuff. And I'm sure if you sign up, uh, if you click on brands, I believe in one of the things is tribal markers, which we won't even get to of her in, she's wearing some sort of head dress with markers on her face. Use code blue. There it is. And I bet you, even though this foundational course, the seven week online course, even though when you click on it, it doesn't take you anywhere. I bet you a thousand bucks. That 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 ain't free. Nope. That, that ain't free at all. And that's that's I just at the, it, stop bullshitting me because at the end of the day it's all about the Benjamins. Right. And can we pause to say go fuck yourself, Lauren Bobert? Oh. Wherever the fuck you pronounce your last name, thank God again for Chris for sending me this. You're welcome. So it is. It, there's some sort of weird, and I don't know if they're right wing or left wing, Mark, if you know, the, the pack that took down Madison Cawthorn. Oh, it was the actual the GOP in general. So there's there's some sort of like activist group, and it might be a right wing activist group that's basically looking at all these fucking Looney Tunes that have taken the, the, the Republican Party into Naziville and being like, we got to we got to get Good. these people out of here. They need so they to do that. They took down Madison Cawthorn. He lost his his um, bid for re-election uh, to be the nominee because he outed their secret. That's that true. They're the ones who are doing the drug-filled orgies. Yeah, that's and true. So apparently, the same the same group is behind these leaks on uh, Colorado Looney Tunes, Bobert, which we can shit on her all we like, but enough people voted for her. She's in office. Uh, she's super anti-abortion, um, you know, loves, anti- Loves them guns. Sex work, anti-sex work, love them, lem guns, comes out, she's, this is unverified, has had two abortions herself. Yep. yep. Because, apparently, and this is, this is verified, unless this is some really incredible Photoshop. Yeah. She used to be on a website called sugardaddymeat.com. Being a high-paid escort, which high-paid escort, yeah, whatever. High-paid. No, no shade at all. To no the sex work. Of course not. I'm just saying, does she fetch a high price? No, that's true. And hooray for abortions. All of these things are fantastic. It is the hypocrisy. So no one is shitting on these things. We are shitting on the hypocrisy. Her hypocrisy, yes. Okay, next topic, we have Connor McDavid's big night out. <laughs> Again, what a wonderful night. Uh, so Connor McDavid was seen walking down the street, a big old chewed boot, as my old boss used to say, <laughs> real done in, uh, yes. with his arm around a girl that is absolutely not his girlfriend. Absolutely not. And the face, so- when, when the dude calls his name, like, hey, Connor. And he turns and looks and realizes that he's being recorded. Like, just the yeah. face drop. He's like, uh, uh, oh, where Ooh. am I? But, and it's like, dude is fucking lit. Like, lit. Like, lit. So my question, and I do have a sub-question. My question, first question is, does this make hockey players more interesting if they act like this? My second question, uh, part of that same article uh, also trending was, what was his name? Sammy something? Sammy Blaze. Who 
is into his sister, but I think that was just bullshit. There's a picture of like hand on his butt, but that could have just been a yeah. But I he think... comments he he mentioned in the comments something about being sexy. Yeah, and I do have a brother, Mark. You have a sister, Chris. Do you have a sister? I do have a sister. Would you comment on any of your opposite gendered siblings? You look very sexy. Not a chance. I, uh, in fact, call my brother a fat fuck a lot of, like, I just, <laughs> I insult is, him. That is the more likely thing to happen with, uh, yes. I, I mean, and, and it's, it, I think it's about the age difference as well. Like, you know, bigger age difference. I think you're a little nicer yeah. to each other, but like me and my sister are less than a year apart. Uh, so it's like, yeah. Oh my God, your poor mom. Yeah. So why I, by five days, less a year. Last five days. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's Irish Irish twins. Well, no, because it's not in the same year. Because I was 80, she was 81. But no, I, that's what I know. Irish twins, twins, Irish twins, like real Irish twins are the same year. Like January, oh, January. Like just, yeah, yeah. I have Irish. Anything within two years is Irish twins. But like within a year is like real Irish twins. Yeah. So, which is also derogatory, but may I reclaim that as a as someone of Irish descent? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my question for you, gentlemen, is: Does this make hockey more interesting? And what is up with uh, Buddy and his sister? Uh, it yes, it makes hockey more interesting. Hockey players are fucking boring. They always do the right thing. They always say the right thing. Like once every five years, we have a guy that, like Sean Avery that comes out and fucking speaks his mind, right? So yeah, oh, this... I was never more thrilled than when the Austin Matthews and he got in trouble for for pressing his butt right. against the, our window. Exactly, like the tamest fucking thing he could possibly do, and and we're going, oh, this is terrible. Like shut up. And then the sister thing, like you, you never you look at what Ben Shapiro with his sister. It's the same fucking thing. You don't talk about. I don't, know, I don't know if anyone wants to be compared with Ben Shapiro. Exactly. And hockey players had a lot more fun when they're drunk. I mean, look at when Kucherov last year yeah. won the cup post game conference. People were saying, "Oh, he's not being proper in his post game conference. He should be humble in his winnings." Like, no, nah, man, guys saying what he was shit out, and that's not okay. Yeah. Uh, you probably you need to. I don't know if it comes up when you Google it. Oh yeah, it does. Uh, please Google Tyler Sagan and Brad Marchand party hard. Oh, yes, when they're on like the, in the bar and the shirtless. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, the two of them shirtless, just fucking obliterated. <laughs> and it's just like, thank God, where were you guys? Poor Bruins. Oh, we'll get there, I guess, with towards. Uh, okay, our next topic: Sinjin Ryu is shot down for the year with injury. Uh, this the, I this think last year on his contract, isn't it? It is. So he's probably done with the Jays. So well, I was gonna say, let's start the clock. Is this is this impactful for the Jays, and does this affect uh, their their strategy, their trade strategy for the future? Oh yeah, they definitely. I think yeah. they need a starter. Like they they need a well, starter. No. They could go for a starter, but then Stripling, who's been in and out of the rotation, has done. A decent job for a guy who's a number four, number five on your team. Sure, but what you essentially need is to replace Stripling yeah. role in the bullpen. Yeah. Okay, a guy who can fill in for a guy who's injured. 
Right. So how about, or you just get a starter and then you keep. Or you can start and put stripping back in, but it's probably cheaper to get a bullpen arm than to get a starter. Okay. But are we going to be able to find it? We, we, as Blue Jays, have been doing okay without them. So why not just keep on keeping on? Uh, Yeah. You still need to get arms in the bullpen regardless yeah look at the dodgers the dodgers always spend money in the bullpen and pitchers because they know these things won't last is there money to spend and if not who are you trading you don't have to trade anyone really you can just sign guys bullpen arms are cheap i mean stars are a little bit harder to get so you keep stripling in the lineup and you fill his spot in the bullpen you see what's out there starter or bullpen Uh, but what it's about nice to have a guy like Stripling who can do both? Yeah, what about uh, where's Pearson in all of this? He's still, I think, uh, like working his way up from rehab. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. probably very busy getting hurt again. <laughs> well, please, please know. Like, so uh, Ryu's obviously a bust, right? Like, this whole thing's been a bust. No, no, first there first. Do you guys not remember his first year? Finished second or third in the AL Cy Young voting. Okay. Took them to the playoffs. Sure. When they did expect to go to the playoffs, but then, you know, he had, what, 20 wins that year? He All right. Third in AL Cy Young. It was three years contract. It's not like a seven-year, $200 million I, I guess, contract. but I mean, he was hurt. Three years, he... $30 million. You got You got what you paid for. Yeah, I guess he just maybe was sold as the great white hope, and then he wasn't. He was that first year. Yeah. I mean, and and the starting rotation, like like you know, Gosman, um, uh, Brios, and um, oh God, Manoa. Manoa, Thank you. Like those guys are great. We got three really good. We we need. Ryu was your number one two years ago, right? And at best, he's your number, number four this four year. right now, yeah. What, what was the stat I saw? Because uh, Kikuchi pitched last night, right? Yeah. So he, they've, of his 11, well, I guess now 12 starts, they lost nine of those games. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. Well, he's not bad. He's I not think that's bad, my but... issue with Kikuchi. Is he's, he, he's not actively bad. He's just okay. He's okay. He just needs to throw strikes. Yeah. But it doesn't help that early in the year, the Jays' offense was pretty shit. Yeah. True. True. They're not shit now. But what was yesterday? 6'5? Yeah. Yeah. Eh. And right now, 6'6. Six, six. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. It was 6'2 when I came in four. here. Ball sack. And now it's with Barrios pitching. Damn. Ballsack. If they lose uh, to the fucking Orioles, that's that's bad. Especially when you got the I mean, the Rays and the Yankees playing each other. Like these are games you need to win. I know. But like I said in that text last night, I mean, of the six playoff spots, four of them are in the AL East. It's ridiculous. You think it'll you think it'll end that way? Likely. That's crazy. I, it's gonna be division winners on the central. Yeah. Division winner from the West, and then everyone else in the AL East. We've said, it before. Baltimore. <laughs> we've said it before and we'll say it again it's that blue jays window of opportunity it's not only that they have to be that good but everyone else has to be just okay or that much worse 
do you think next year with the balanced schedule, this will help the Jays? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Less games against the fucking Yankees. Anything where it's less games against the Jays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, next topic. Keeping, and, and this I'm sure is where Chris and I will go a little bit. Uh, you know, there's a, a 30, 32 teams in the NHL? 30, 32? Correct. 32. 32. And the pool, our pool of 35 white guys. <laughs> uh, they've pulled John Tortorella, potentially, pulled out of that. retirement from ESPN uh, to sign in Philly. Is this not, and this is, this is my question, and then Chris, you and I can yell at each other about who, where we want Barry Trotz to sign. Is, Tor- is John Tortorella signing in Philadelphia? the most on-brand towards thing possible. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, like, they'll love him there. You need to start the clock. Oh, sorry. That, that yes. was my question. They will, they will absolutely love him there. He is, he is Philadelphia. He is Philadelphia. I can't, I can't picture a better place for him. Dave and myself and my father, an army veteran with gray hair, walking down the street in our Minnesota... Dave and I were in Minnesota Vikings gear. My dad was in Philly's gear just to piss off Dave. Right. Got screamed at, go the fuck home. Why the fuck are you here? A drunk girl in the seat in front of us turned around and said she'd fight Dave. It's insane. That's, they are, They tried to fight a baby in Philly. They beat up Santa Claus in Philadelphia. Very what, perfect. Sport. What is wrong with them? What why, is wrong? Why do you have to take your sports so fucking seriously? It's it's a beautiful city. I really enjoy Philly. Except for the people. Except for the humans that live within this city. Chris, Mark, yeah. where is Barry Trot signing? Well, it's not Vegas either because they... Ex-brewing coach Bruce Cassidy signed yeah. in Las Vegas. I mean, so, what if they- is offering that free beer for life, man. I yeah. don't think that really matters. <laughs> and I, Dave saw that and he pointed that out to me. And I was like, yeah, it's between, I think it's genuinely between the Sharks and the Bruins. And I, Chris is really mad because he's like, you have nice I things. Don't know. But you don't have nice things. Yeah, don't count Detroit. Eisman's, you know, building that, that team, right? It's true. Really? Detroit? Really? I mean, why not? Argument, that's who I'm going after. But is that where you sign if you're Barry Trotz? You, Trotz can Barry sign Trotz wherever he wants. Money at this point. He yeah. don't care where he goes because he's a good coach. He can take a no-nothing team into the playoffs. He that's why he needs to go to the Sharks. By the way, I mean, we're way off fucking topic. and I can't believe how long we are right now. We haven't even gotten through the fucking leadoff. Deep dive, yeah. We're good, we're good. We're good. By the way, have you guys heard about what's going on with this Evander Kane situation? Oh, yeah. Like, a little if bit. he Please wins this appeal, he's yeah. still a shark. <laughs> his, Which is hilarious. His contract will be reinstated with the sharks. Oh, God. Imagine him having... Oh, God. Doug Olson's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. See you guys. Oh. <sighs> I really, I want a behind the scenes. I want a behind the closed doors with Evander Kane. Because I think a little bit of it is like, 
media and he's been a bit railroaded. He's a person of color in hockey and they're not treated as well. Yeah. And we all know that. But I just, I think he's a bit of a loon with his money. I'm just, I really want to know what he's like. Yeah. Oh. Bad rap. Not bad rap. Our last topic. Go yeah. fuck yourself to Sean Watson. Stood in front of the media. <laughs> I, if you can get the, the minute ready, I'm going to read... So this is the first time Deshaun Watson has said anything to the media, like directly on, on camera about the now 24, soon I've heard to be 26, 26 women, yeah. accusing him of uh, sexual assault and misconduct. I'm going to read it a minute. I need you guys to tell me what the fuck he, he is trying to say. <clears throat> Deshaun Watson was asked if he stood by his March 25th statement that he has never disrespected any women in his life and has no regrets about any of his actions. <clears throat> I think that question kind of triggered a lot of people, uh, not just women in general, but a lot of people from in the league, from women to males and things like that. And what I was saying, yes, I never assaulted, disrespected, or harassed anyone. But at the same time, I do understand that I do have regrets as far as the impact that this has had on the community and people outside of just myself. And that includes my family, that includes this organization, that includes my teammates in the locker room that have to answer these questions, that includes the fan base of the Cleveland Browns, that includes ma males, females, and everyone else in the world. And that's one thing I do regret is the impact that it's triggered on so many people. It's tough to have to deal with. On whether he has any regrets uh, about any of his own actual actions, he said, like I said, I never assaulted anyone. I never harassed anyone. I never disrespected anyone. I never forced anyone to do anything. A minute on the clock. Gentlemen, what the fuck? Um, I... Uh, that your just men. sounded your men. Sounded like a bunch of words. Your men. I was like a guy who said, "If this didn't get out, everything would be fine." But not that it got out. Yeah, I'm. That, that's basically what he's saying, right? He's yeah. like, "Sorry, this got out." Yeah, I'm sorry that you feel this way about that's how really... I. How so I, it's just that I am in real life. I've never insulted anyone. I've never harassed because I don't think he thinks he did anything wrong. Yeah, like I'm supposed to just pull out my dick when I'm getting a massage. Or That's... like the, you know, it's a bit of these women deserve, like it's not, you didn't disrespect them if they weren't worthy of respect in the first place. Right. Like that's that's a bit how that reads to me is, oh, you never respected these women. Right. Okay. In, in the first place. It is a non-apology, right? I'm not reading this oh no it's definitely ends. well i mean i mean he's got to be careful because he can't go out there and like Not apologize because then that's well the next question is uh deshaun was asked by the new york times report uh if the new york times reported that at least 66 different massage therapists in 17 month period is accurate and his answer is uh i don't think so but you'll have to ask uh my lawyers ah <laughs> he's like oof can't answer that but <laughs> And he's just, just what gets to me is he's just not that good. Okay. Our, good. He's our, not deep dive, our deep dive, which we have maybe like five minutes to get into, eh, we can but it, it is 10. almost a rundown on its own. Uh, is this live golf? Because finally, finally is golf not exciting. Yeah. Like I Why care about I, golf yeah, for once. Sure. So on well, it, on it's for itself, you're just like, 
about the stories. Oh yeah. Yeah. But so at its core, I, I don't disagree with this. And I don't know if you guys feel the same of like, if you are now treating golfers as professional athletes, which as fat as they are, I guess we have to. And it's like, there was the one game in town. Yeah. You played for the PGA or you didn't. Right. Or you didn't and make any you money. Know, if you're if you're a hockey player, it would be there's the only the NHL. There isn't the CHL. There isn't the K. You know, there's the Swedish Elite League. There isn't the KHL. There's well, this they're one. There, but you're not making as much money as the NHL. And but it's so on its surface, yeah, on its surface, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. There's two golf leagues now, essentially. Right. Golfers are athletes, and they can sign which with yeah, and comp- competition is good for everybody. But. It's funded by well, when it not when it's funded by murderers. Well, that's sorry, human rights violations. I don't condone uh, human rights no, violations. No, I don't condone human rights Listen, violations. But Phil, Phil, but just say murders. It's less syllables. It's, so there, it's easier to get. It. I don't condone murder. It's way easier to say than human rights. It's so many letters. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of golfers that have have declared to play and live. Uh, Phil Mickelson is kind of the biggest name. Lee Westwood, DeChambeau, right, Mark? Yes. Yep. Yep. Dustin Johnson. Jo- Dustin Johnson, but uh, he's a big name because of his personal life, right? Well, he's a good golfer too. Yeah. He's who? Majors. Who is it going to take to move over? Well, they no one or has it happened to really be like ooh. There, there won't be because all the big they they've already approached all the big guys. Yeah, like they approached Tiger, they approached Rory, they approached Rory. all the big guys. They got who they're getting. They're not going to get anybody else. No. And now that it's caused this divide, they're definitely not getting anybody else. Is this guaranteed money? With their contracts, like, do we see yeah. this lasting? Yeah, oh, well, wow. all these guys will continue paying. The mo- yeah, the money, money. Yeah, the money behind this is is yeah. infinite. infinite. Right, they're not making money from the golf. They already have the money. Yeah, they're they, just they, they yeah, they don't free. care about making money off of this. This is yeah. they just want to, you know, do their own thing. So this was mentioned in a bunch of a bunch of articles about sport washing. Which is interesting because obviously we know whitewash. Yeah, I I know the washing. So I used to follow kind of entertainment gossip, which is probably why I love sports gossip. And there used to be a mommy washing, and it's uh, like you. Uh, sorry, be say a, it again. A mommy, mommy washing. Mommy washing. Like you, like you could be a shitty person, and then you have a baby. Oh, that uh, yeah, yeah. And a website I used to follow called it the minivan majority. You know, the women who read People magazine mm-hmm. and are like, "Oh, you're cool if you have a baby." Right. And and this wasn't particularly scandalous, but it's the one that I can think of: Rebecca Gayhart and Eric Dane. Uh, two actors. He was on Grey's Anatomy. She was kind of hot in the early nineties. And then she hit a kid with her car. Um, true story. They got, yeah, yeah. Oh. She killed him. He was like two. Um, 
So they were caught in some sort of scandal where they were in a hot tub and doing drugs with the the Miss current Miss America, and it was this big because he was at the height of Grey's Anatomy, right? And then it was this huge scandal, and then she got pregnant, and then it was like, oh, she's going to be a mommy, and then it was cover wow. of people magazine wearing white, so that's like that's mommy washing. So I apply that to the sport washing. Do you guys think sport washing exists? I guess so because like China had the Olympics. Yeah, no, like the way it was described, because like the one reporter in that, you know, he described it perfectly. Like you, you you're you using sports to cover up these horrible mm-hmm. things that are happening. And you're saying, well, I've seen what because what's the quote? What did he say? I've seen the good that can come f- uh, that comes from the game of golf th- uh, done throughout history. What good, by the way? I believe that live golf is going to do a lot of good for the game as well. I'm excited about this opportunity and that's why I'm here. Okay. And so can, can someone give me an example of good that has come to the world because of the game of golf? Are there, are, are there maybe less racist people because of Tiger Woods? Maybe. No, because I no. think the people who were racist and then liked Tiger Woods are like, this is the one black guy I like. <laughs> like the guy who's like, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. It's like, right. I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I love Tiger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Wait, can you is- guys think of a uh, think of a positive thing that golf has done for the world? Because golf, and this is a, our friend of the podcast who's been on this, and, and a genuine IRL friend of mine, the weekend golfer, his shtick like, has been kind of to make golf accessible, and that's that's been a major issue. The golf's a huge issue with accessibility. Yeah, because there are country clubs that only let certain people go, and and you have to do this and that, and, and, and that's if you want to play. And then let's not forget about the space they take up and the and the like the resources to keep them green and all this stuff like they're not exactly that environmentally friendly. So well, and it's such an expensive it's an expensive sport. Yeah. And I think How that, much is like a set that of clubs. How much does a set of cl- clubs cost? Thousands. A full set of clubs would be yeah. thousands of dollars. Crazy. But it just so I Dave golfs. Yeah. Um, Dave's Dave's family are members at a golf club. I believe because other golf clubs didn't, you know, back in the day, way way back, didn't take Jewish people, and this is a, a golf club that is like most of the members are Jewish. Right. Uh, so Dave golfs there, and he golfs once or like I don't know three or four times a year, and it is something I don't think I'd be bad at. Right. But it is I don't have the money to try it like how do you try golf right to see if you like it's an it's just such an investment and i think in the door just to get in the door sports that i think are very similar are skiing and golfing or skiing golfing and hockey which are all rich white people sports for the most part it's because it's only accessible by them because it's yeah money right and i want to try of color like basketball and soccer because it's more accessible for them Mm -hmm. i want to try golf but i don't have the money to to try it and then be like i hate this right three hundred dollars later of club rentals and going to 
a public club that'll take me taking a lesson. That's why I just get like fucking shit ass and play top golf in the States. That's which the is so fun. Is that where you just like smash the ball off the tee into the it is so top golf uh Cineplex has the rights to it in Canada. Okay. Uh, it'll be like a rec room type thing. Has not come to Canada yet. There are most major U.S. cities that I've been to seem to have a top golf. Okay. It is like it's a big five-story driving range. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. With bars on every level. Perfect. And you get your your thing of clubs, and you get your thing. Sit like a bowling alley. Right. With a middle console, and you just fucking hit a ball as hard as you fire can. Fire the balls off and, into but, the oblivion. And you can play certain games based on your cons, and there's like uh, circles all around, and you can try and hit the circles for extra points. And right, it's so fun. And I was doing terribly, and my buddy, camera guy, was making fun of me. And I said, I actually play hockey, and I mini putt left-handed, so I'm pretty sure I, I golf left-handed. And he's yeah. like, well, why don't you try it? And then I launched it, and it was like, oh, that was the problem. That, that's why, because I'm actually left-handed. So I'm like freaking uh, Ben Simmons. <laughs> with the other hand, you might do better. Uh, I'm right-handed. I used to be able to bat. Uh, I used to be a switch hitter. I don't know. Uh, so Phil Mickelson, this is all in the new U.S. Open is coming up, which is not part of the PGA Tour, so anyone can just play in it. Right. Uh, and so some live golfers are playing it, like Phil Mickelson is playing, and most of the other golfers are like, please go. <laughs> uh, so his quote, I think this is from the press conference before. I just needed to say this out loud. Uh, I don't condone human rights violations at all. Okay. Nobody here does throughout the world. I'm certainly aware of what's happened with slain Washington Post reporter Jamil Khashoggi, and I think it's terrible. I think it's awful, but do you know what he I was, think is, do you know what I think is great? He went in as $50 million. Dollars. Yeah. He went in I as- I my tears with that. That's right. <laughs> He went in as an alive human being, and yep. he came out in pieces he came as, out a dead as, as a dead. And it's terrible. It is, but awful. But this money, uh, this money is great. I've also seen the good that the game of golf has done throughout history, and I believe that Live Golf is going to do that for the game as well. And I'm excited for this opportunity. That's why I'm what here. What is Live? No one follow up with the question. Saying, Give me an example of what golf has done for us and how I, I think someone did actually because i did watch the the whole exchange and i think someone did and i think he just he just talked around again and just like kind of re-answered yeah. it because i know he said the human rights thing three or four times yeah, yeah. and there you go he's got talking points he had his talking points yeah and that's all he can say and that's it would you guys have respected it more? And this just gets back to the the blue Aaron Rodgers just fucking own it bullshit. If he had just said, very crusty the clown, they drove a dump truck full of money <laughs> to my house. I'm shocked Deschambeau didn't say that. Right. Because he's the kind of guy who said, yeah, I, yeah, I'm getting paid hundreds Listen, of million dollars. Yeah, why, would, would not why would I not do this? Yeah. yeah, sorry, they drove a dump truck full of money to my house. I, or even Patrick Reed. Yeah, I think that, I think that like Phil has to have people, right? Like Phil has to have a PR guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So how are these PR people this stupid to not say to him, 
they, this is a really bad idea. Like this, <sighs> but this is, is a but... failure. This is a failure of his PR team because realistically, you need to look at this and say, this is a bad idea. This is a horrible idea. Yes, but then they also might be driven by money as well. Yeah, I guess. So as someone who uh, works and continues to work with celebrities, I, I present things to the celebrities with, this is what I think is correct. This is why I think this is a good idea. This is why I think what you think is a bad idea. Right. And, and he, I have done my job and I am presenting that I think is correct. Yeah. And then they, they still go push and push forward and they say, the no, I'm still doing my thing. And you go, okay. Cool. cool. You either say, then I can't work with you if you don't listen to me, or you say, you're the boss. Okay. And then your job is cleaning up then the Cle mess. Cleaning up the mess. Yeah. Oh. That, I don't fault with people of that level of celebrity. I don't fault the people that work for them. Right. Because the you can walk away. Yeah. Absolutely. And work for someone else. Or it's, well, I did my job by telling you my opinion, and now I'm going to do my job by supporting yours. And, and taking 5% and of your $250 million. Exactly. Yeah. So. Well, do you think, uh, should I put money on Phil Mickelson? Is this a story where he's going to win the U.S. Open? That would be incredible. That would be absolutely incredible. I mean, you have a $10 free bet, right, with Bet365. But then am I making blood money? That's my problem. No, you are not making blood money. Oh. How are you making blood money? That's not directly tied to... Yeah, this has nothing I to do with live. I don't want to cheer for him. I think kar karmically that's bad, right? Well, karma is different than... That's different than blood money. There's no blood money involved, yeah. but definitely there's some karma, black magic kind of shit and a bad juju coming your way. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, karmically. So I shouldn't do it because don't want that yeah, but, but money is good if phil taught us anything is that money trumps money everything it doesn't matter that people die it doesn't matter 250 million dollars doesn't just fall into your lap every day right oh god but let's look, look at realistically his odds at one of the u.s open it's not that great so sure i mean if he was like it was like a top 10 favorite to win then okay i mean how old is how old is Phil? 50s? 48? 49? 48. That's my guess. All right. Phil Mickelson was 55. born in 1970. He is 10 years older than me. That makes him 52. <clears throat> 52. How many, how many majors he's going to win? Let's say he never signs with Liv. How many majors is he going to win over the rest of his career? None. Two. Right. Anywhere between none and yeah. two. How much does yeah. he make for winning a major? Depends uh, on the major, but it's no more than maybe, I don't know, 10 million? 10 million. 15? Sure. So can you look he up was his never net gonna worth? See, he was never going to see 250 million. No. Look up, can you look up his net worth? Because um, my question as you look this up, and this, this, this will get into a whole other podcast of billionaires and what you need. Uh, salary per year according to this is net worth right now, according to this says 300 mil i don't know if this includes uh but it says his salary per year is 50 million so we'll say he has 300 million oh, in the bank it's by the way it's his birthday tomorrow 
Happy ah. birthday, Michelson. Yeah, he turns 52 tomorrow, so. So, Chris, yeah. so let's pretend you have 300 million. Me? Chris, you, you have, yeah, you, and you have. What's that? You have children. You have three hundred million dollars in the bank. You have I children. do. I do. Yes. So one would assume you want to make life good for your children. Yes. And probably your children's children. Yeah, yeah, probably. And if you have three hundred dollars, three hundred million dollars, that is to assure your life will be good. Your kid's life will be good, and yeah. your kid's kid's life will be good. Yeah. Mark, you have three hundred million dollars in the bank. Mm-hmm. Your life is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you have children, if you don't, if any family members have children, you can you can set your family up for for two generations, probably at least. Yeah, and if yeah. you're smart, you can do it even longer. Mm-hmm. So isn't that enough? Well, no, because more is better. better. But what is what is, if you like? And I think we've talked about this before with me, with me playing sports and my competitiveness level. Yeah. I can, I'm competitive and I can win at a certain level. You get any higher, I'm like, I just don't fucking care. And I was just thinking about it because I, I played one of the last big tournaments was with Dave. It was at the Dodgeball Nationals and I played for his team and I did really well. We ended up winning, but we got to the playoffs and I was like, I don't care. Does anyone else want to play? Like, huh. I just, whatever. <laughs> and so I feel like financially I'd get to 300 million. I'd know I'm secure. My Rowan's secure. Whatever descendants Rowan has are secure. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. So if anyone then approached me with blood money, I'd be like, no, thank you. I'm well, fine. Well, and that's it, right? That that kind of comes and and that's I think that's where it is, right? Because 300 million. Now you're in your scenario to me. You said 250. If if it's 250 and it's blood it's money, difference. now it's a big difference, right? Because it's like, well, I'm set up. Do I need to do I need to taint my legacy with this? Because that's all you, he's done you are, here. You are Chris Taylor. I am. And you live in the city that you currently live in. You have the job you currently live in. If if or you, you do, if this if Saudi Arabian blood money, like legitimately the guys killed Jamil Khashoggi, right, came up to you and were like we want you to do your job for us and here's 250 million. You'd probably be like, yep, for sure. And I would, I might, I probably might do the same. I, I would. Mark, I assume you as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I would. But if I would we- Because I will never ever see that kind of money ever in my right. life. If we already had that much in the bank. But right, if, I had that if much- they came in and said, we'll take whatever you have in the bank and we're gonna give you 150% of that, I'd be like, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Well, I'd be like, that's fine. Right. No, thank you. Right. But if you give me more money than I'm ever going to see in my lifetime, uh, I'm probably taking the blood money. And yeah, like, because we're not talking about, we're, we're not talking about like, maybe, I don't know. They, the briefcase, it, it's on the fucking yeah. table. They drove a dump they truck drove full of the money briefcase and it's literally on the table. You, if that, if you see that money on the table, you're not saying no. Where, and I'll wait, do you one better. It won't from? even be two hundred and fifty million. If they showed up to your house today with one million in cash on the table, you're I probably taking it. it. No, 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 I no. Will. But I, I'm, and and uh, this is no implication to either of you guys. 
I am comfortable enough with my like one million isn't right. It just I think it just isn't enough for me. <laughs> I don't have that type of money. I don't want to give education that I have that type right. of money. But I live a life that's fairly comfortable and I'm pretty sure Rowan's gonna be okay. Yeah. But it's so one million, I'm like, oh, I don't know someone if that's worth taking but 10 million maybe maybe we're talking okay so 10 okay so let's do 10 million because 10 million 10 million's a life changer no matter what right 10 million's a life changer and if you do it right you can again set that up for a couple yeah. yeah and that's the thing that and i just wish they had answered it honestly in that same in that same interview one of the guys one of the british reporters said okay what's your line if putin ran this thing would you right. play in that that's, tournament? That's a great question. Would and you play? Like, I wish they had answered honestly and been like, no, but if he'd offered me $700 million, they would have considered. Like, just fucking answer honestly. And we wouldn't be in this mess. Chat, chat agrees, by the way, $1 million is not enough. Right? Yeah. It's sad, but it isn't. <laughs> Oh, so what? What is our chat's line in the sand? Listener, anyone listening to this? Well, yeah, I I say I say ten million. Average person, average person making less than you know two hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand dollars a year. Average person, ten million dollars. Person makes less than that. Well, I'm saying average person. Let's say a hundred thousand. Let's say hundred thousand. Okay, sure. Average person, hundred thousand dollars a year. They're and taking gonna, 10 million. They don't care where it came let, from. Let's put in a signed name to this. Let's say Vladimir Putin. Oh, okay. So it's not so it's not so it's no longer Saudi blood money. Now it's Russian blood money. I don't want to And the I don't 10 million that he gives you. Any... Hang on. Hang on. The 10 million he gives you was literally looted right from no, Kiev. No, 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 no. It was no literally looted no right from Kiev. He took it from there. He got no, it on a plane and he put it on your desk and he said, Tay, you just got to do the same job you're doing, but you got to come do it in Russia. Here's $10 million. And you're no, still going to so get paid the salary you get paid now for the so job you do there. No. But you got $10 million signing bonus taken right from Keith. So let's stick to our Saudi Arabia example. Okay. Then, Is that better? I just... <laughs> I wanted to get out of it because I don't I don't want any kind of Middle Eastern terrorist racism right. thing. Right. But let's the crown prince of Saudi Arabia is barely unequivocally proven to have, have murdered or ordered the murder of Jamil Khashoggi right. amongst other human rights violations. So let us use you know he is behind financing. Yeah. Your job, but you have to do your job, but you are working for the Saudi Arabian government. I am paying you directly, and I am going to deposit blank amount into your bank account. And what is what's your line? What is everyone's line to over horrific human rights violations and legitimate murder? I mean, because I think I think Putin Putin is such a it's. I really liked that the journalist asked it, but it's it's. It's an example of like, okay, what if Hitler be like, I'll take your money, Hitler. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think anyone would admit to any amount, any dollar amount where they'd overlook the Holocaust. I right. feel like Putin's kind of getting up there. Okay. He's, 
getting close, yeah. So maybe that's the... But, you know, it, I'd look at the Olympics in China and the athletes that all were like, yeah, yeah let's go. We're cool. I mean, but we, cool. we, talk, we talked about this, right? It's like you trained your whole life. Yeah. You trained your whole life for that moment. And, and... So what's the difference between training your whole life for one moment? And well, it they weren't paid to go there, though. Yeah. No. They were there to compete. Right? For the love of sport. Yeah. And ten million dollars. And I guess is that is it, Chris? Is that your line? Is oh, one hundred percent. Ten million is a slam dunk. Okay, Mark, you ten? Oh, easily. Yeah, I said yes to a million. I'll take ten. Yeah, yeah, like, you like, guys like, both said yes to. So, I could have gotten you very cheap. I can murder someone and get you guys for very that's cheap. Right. On that. We don't. We don't care. Uh, any other sports news? Super quick before we wrap uh, up this insane yeah, podcast. Uh. About money, a funny story. So John Ooh. Elway, when he retired, oh, I, offered, I read this. This yeah. is fucking hilarious. Go ahead, Mark. This he was is offered so what I think ten percent of the team because the Broncos didn't want to pay him out in his final year of his contract. So they said, "Okay, we'll give you the option of getting ten percent of the team." He declined for for uh, it was nine nineteen million dollars, I believe. He was owed twenty one million. He but was right percent for fifteen. I think it was right. He said no. And then he instead invested that $15 million into a Ponzi scheme with the Bernie Madoff thing, which, again, it was how Bobby Manila got – he's still getting paid by the Mets, that same deal. Yeah. Oh. And now when the Broncos sold to Walmart – Well, hang on, hang on. So that $15 million that he invested in the Ponzi scheme turned into $7 million. A $7 million dollar loss. Right. No, he, he – yeah, he – no, he lost $8 million. So he had $7 million left after that. Yeah. But yeah. had he taken that $15 million and, and purchased – Purchased the stake in the Broncos. He would have gotten $900 million from the sale. $900 million. Now, I don't know if this is true. And Chris, maybe you can tell me. But it is one of my favorite potential Star Wars anecdotes. All right. But uh, Alec Guinness and um, yes. why am I blanking on Skywalker? Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Yep. Both were like, no, we're cool with this piddly salary. Give us a percentage. Well, Alec, Alec Guinness um, famously was like, he, cause he didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't think, like, he, he hated the whole thing. He hated he, being in he it. He famously, I, one of my dad's favorite things is uh, any line he didn't want to say, he'd say, give it to the puppet. Right. That's hilarious. Anything he thought was too stupid, he made Yoda say. That's hilarious. So he, he said, um, that he wanted a percentage of, of ticket sales. And I think he ended up getting like, like 3% or something crazy like that. Which is a fucking and it lot. Was, it was a fuck ton. It was a fuck ton of money. I don't know. If, I, I don't Mark know Hamill if Mark Hamill got points on the back end, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm pretty sure. Cause that's why he really hasn't done anything. Cause he, he hasn't he's had to. Yeah, he's he hasn't Skywalker. cared. But I think he, I'm pretty sure he got a percentage of it. Good, good for him. Yeah, and, and I mean, so Alec Guinness's like, kids and grandkids mm -hmm. are probably living off it still, right? So, And not blood money. And not blood money, that's right. Frank Oz, I'm going to be really sad with Frank Oz. Is he still alive, right? I believe so. I watch um, sure. Christmas Carol every Christmas. He's 70, he's only 78? That seems, that seems young, right? 
that's extraordinarily. So he was like in his 30s when he was Yoda. Yeah, there you go. And he, that's, uh, no, that, that can't be correct. And he directed the movie The Score. With, uh, it was like one of um, one of uh, Brando's last movies. And Brando wouldn't wear pants when he was filming. And he, and he often made fun of Frank Oz and called him Fozzie Bear and shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, apparently it was not a good set. It's not making fun of him. That is an honor. I agree. I think, yeah, like Fozzie's like, Fozzie's amazing. Every, every Christmas. Yeah. Muppet Christmas Girl. I don't think I've seen it in probably like 20 years, 25 years. It's See, so my, fun. My Christmas Carol story is Scrooged. That's mm. the one. That's why, because I, I fucking love Bill Murray so much. Do you not love Michael Caine just as much? I like Michael Caine, but not as much as Bill Murray. Bill Murray's like, especially, especially Bill Murray, like in the late 80s, early 90s. Like that's like peak Bill Murray. Well, let us end this this extraordinarily long podcast. Extraordinarily Because then I want to tell you about the the bad movies that we watched this week. Uh, Thanks for listening. We are Scotch Boarding, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tiki Taki, all that stuff. Thanks for listening to this incredibly long episode. And let us know uh, what country you would have genocided (laughs) for $10 million. And thank you for listening. You've been listening to a Rebel Press podcast. Visit rebelpress.com for more podcasts.